TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Linda Kearns, good morning. Good morning, Dawn. And I want to say you started off my day just in such a great way today because you were, there was a segment this morning um, on Kale's show where you were talking about the kind of attorneys that Trump hires and you were just so complimentary. And I said, well, in a way, Dawn is complimenting me. And that was just such a great way to start my day. So I really, really want to thank you because that, you know, hey, it's great to start a, a day with a positive compliment. So yes. that was just wonderful. Yeah, you're a power attorney, and and um, I think, and I I am sincere when I say that. I can see why why somebody like Trump would want you on their team. Anybody would, but you know, when we look at election law and and integrity, hopefully that's a common ground, common denominator that we can all agree upon. So, as you look out on this November seventh, Linda, what do you see as far as because we do, we want to continue to restore election integrity. Even this morning, as we were having a conversation about mail-in voting, and there were people calling in or DMing or putting out on social media, I don't trust fill-in-the-blank. I don't trust the mail-ins, or I don't trust this, or I don't trust that. I mean, there are still people who are skeptical. What do you say to all of that and the, where you see, Linda Kearns, the state of our election integrity? Well, Don, the, the first thing I want to say is you have to go out and vote. What what scares me is when I hear people say, well, I don't trust the process, so I'm just going to stay home. And that's the last thing that we need. Don, no system is going to be perfect. I mean, humans are, 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 are managing the system, so there's always going to be hiccups. But the first thing voters have to do is engage in the process. And in Pennsylvania, you can either vote at the polls or you can vote by mail and one or the other because you have to be engaged in the process. So I I know that it's sometimes discouraging when we hear some of these stories, but that should never, never influence anyone to stay home because we need everyone to go out and participate. And this election today, we're voting for the positions that really are going to touch your life way more than than the next and, and the senator. This year, we're voting for judges. We're voting, you know, for the municipal elections. And you're going to be, you're going to have more interaction with your local leaders, local judges, than you will with federal, you know, people who are voted to federal office. So these elections are so important, but we don't get quite the turnout that we get in the federal elections. And that is a shame. Yeah. And we had proposals and they went back and forth as far as even proposing moving forward in Pennsylvania. There were movements to 
kind of tighten up some of the um, voting election um, rules that had been loosened a little bit amid the pandemic. And so they, I know in our legislature, and especially the House, they went back and forth, back and forth on that one. But when we think about Pennsylvania election law moving forward, that's something that will be affected by, because ultimately it can go to the state Supreme Court, for example. So can you take us through a little bit about what we're seeing in our legislature, how that affects us all on Election Day, and then as well, one of the big elections uh, with Dan McCafferty, obviously, and uh, Carolyn Carluccio, you know, that one going back and forth, even though the Democrats have a majority on the state's highest court, there are still ramifications to, as you're saying, some of the rules that we all play by and live by. Right. So our election code prior to 2019, I used to pride myself that I lived in and worked in a state, Pennsylvania, that had pr- pretty much very strict election laws. And, and we were known for election integrity because basically you had to vote at the polls. And that all changed, obviously, when the legislature allowed mail-in voting. And unfortunately, when they drafted that law, unfor- it it, it wasn't very well drafted, so there was a lot of ambig- ambiguities in it. And what happened in 2020 was that there, we ended up in a lot of different lawsuits. For for example, the the uh, election code says that you shall fill out, date, and sign your ballot. Yeah. So there's all there's all sorts of lawsuits. Well, what does that mean? Do you really have to sign it? Do you really have to date it? And those lawsuits basically fell along partisan lines. Republicans wanted people to follow the rules that were in the election code. If it said fill out date and sign, yes, you should fill out date and sign. And Democrats wanted them relaxed. And when you have that type of ambiguity, and this is a lot of what I litigated in 2020, the problem that I saw, and it was heartbreaking, was we have 67 counties. So in Philadelphia, if they're accepting ballots that are not signed or not dated or don't have the secrecy ballot, but up in a in a county um, that may be more Republican, they're not accepting those ballots. That's not fair. That means where you live in Pennsylvania determines how your ballots treated. And to me, that is not fair. And that's what needs to be changed. But again, we're working to change this, but that doesn't mean you should stay home. You should still vote and and be involved in the process. And some people say there there are those advocacy groups who simply say that we we're broken. We have broken codes that we're we're in an antiquated system in Pennsylvania, and that we need to get it right. We need to be updated in our election laws and moving forward to especially twenty twenty four. No matter what the outcome. We can pretty much guarantee there will be people who, on either side who make claims. But in Pennsylvania, because we're on the road to the White House, for example, you know, what's so difficult about looking at some of those old rules on the books and updating everything and overhauling it? Well, I think what's so difficult, Don, is actually, I would say, the beauty and the brilliance of our system in that, in that we have separation of powers. So in the legislature, someone has to propose it and then, and then it has to be voted on and the governor has to sign it. So it has to go through a lot of steps. So it's actually designed so that we can kick the tires on these laws and, and, and really think them out and make sure that they're good and make sure that they work. Unfortunately, um, we're just not there yet in Pennsylvania and there's lots of proposals, but they just can't get passed. My 
um, my recommendation, though, is while we're working to change that, let's live within the system that we have. And one of the reasons that I'm on today, Don, is I had contacted um, one of the producers because I was listening last week when um, you and uh, Kale and everybody were talking about who those people are in the polling place. And, and you guys didn't get it quite right. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew, like, when you go to a polling place, who those people are. And in Pennsylvania, those those people that are signing you in, you elected those. We elect those people every four years. And people don't realize that because it's at the bottom of the ballot, the year after the presidential election, you, you, you don't usually recognize the names. You, you're usually just voting for your party. But those people sitting there are, are elected. And the names of the positions are judge of election, majority inspector, minority inspector. Um, and if, if, if they aren't elected, if for some reason, um, no one runs for that position, which happens a lot in Philadelphia, we have, we have about 1700 polling places. And in, in a lot of them, no one runs for the, the, what's called the minority position, which unfortunately in Philadelphia would be usually held by the Republicans mm-hmm. because we're considered the minority party. When no one runs, then the people who are there can just have their friends appoint their friends to to um, to uh, work that day. And that's how we end up in Philadelphia with polling places where they're almost exclusively run by Democrats. So we need to work within that system and we need more Republicans to be available to to run for those offices Mm -hmm. and work the polls on Election Day. And, And our law also allows that if if you missed it, if you didn't run um, last time and you and you want to work at, at that position, then the local party can file a petition with the court and have you appointed. So I know that our laws aren't great, but there are ways to work within the laws that we have. And one of the best ways, I think, is to get more representation at the polls, because the more sunshine on the, these on voting, I think the fairer the process is. Yeah, and I think that day, I remember we were joking about how much people make, but those, the, in the city of Philadelphia, Linda, the three, the city's three member bipartisan so-called uh, election board, they hire about 8,000, more than eight, like, I think it's 8,500 workers, right? And they're paid, uh, pretty so, well. So, so, um, th- those are the positions that are uh, they're actually elected, and and the reason we call them bipartisan is because it's designed that no more than two people of one party should be in a polling place at one time. The problem is if the Republicans aren't running for those roles, then Democrats are filling them. But those people who are sitting at the table when you go into vote, signing you in, you know, uh, helping you get the uh, mm-hmm. lift the curtain of the machine and and doing all that. They, they actually have titles in, in, in all of Pennsylvania. They're called judge of election, majority inspector, minority inspector, clerk and machine inspector. And yes, they are paid by the city. The judge of elections, I believe, gets 150 for the day and then it's a little lower for the other mm-hmm. positions. Yeah. But I don't think you're necessarily doing it for the pay, although it definitely yeah. comes in handy because it's so close to Christmas. So you, they, the checks usually come out at the end of November. So it's a nice little bump for people. Right. Um, most of those people who do it, they, they want to be involved in elections. They want to see their neighbors. Um, they want to be in the process. And it would just be so much more helpful if we had more Republicans wanting to do that yes. in Philadelphia. I know. And I know if you're, you usually have to be 18, but if you are 17 
and you have your parents' permission, you can do it as well, right? So Delaware County has a program where they're trying to recruit this. You do have to be a voter to work in the polls, but Delaware County has a program where they're recruiting 17-year-olds to take like a clerk position or a machine inspector position. So you're not running the polling place, but you're definitely there and you're definitely helping. And I think that's a great way Mm -hmm. to get to get the students involved and understand the process uh, so that they appreciate how we how we elect the people who are in our government. I think that's a great a, a great program and a great way to get students involved. Linda, what do you think is as you look at an election day like today? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's your biggest concern? What do you look for throughout the day as far as when you think about the legality, the election integrity? Because that's something that it's important to all of us. I know it's important to you. We hear that term a lot. But what does that mean to you on a day like today? Well, one of the biggest concerns we have in Pennsylvania is is just securing those mail ballots. If you vote by mail, you can obviously drop it off at the post office. Well, that, that's a little bit, or, or, or a mailbox that's on, on the corner. That's a little scary because, you know, where, where does that ballot go and how many hands are touching it from the time you put it in the mailbox till the time it gets to the commissioner's office? Then we have those drop boxes around the city. Uh, and w- the law in Pennsylvania is that you should not, you are only supposed to be dropping off your own ballot. And unfortunately, that is one law in Pennsylvania that seems to get constantly abused and people drop off ballots for other people. And that that's against the law. That should not be happening. The only time you should be dropping off a ballot for somebody else is if you sign and they sign a special form that says that they're authorizing you for some reason, you're disabled or, or you can't do it yourself. And the reason that we don't want people dropping off other people's ballots is because that means that 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 person could exert control. That one of the reasons is they could be exerting control over you. I mean, imagine someone standing over you saying, okay, fill out this ballot because I'm going to go mail it for you or I'm going to go drop it off. 
Well, that's not what happens in a polling place, because in a polling place, you're behind a curtain and you're very private when you vote and no one's watching you. So that's one of the reasons we don't want other people dropping off ballots. The other reason is we want to make sure that your ballot is your ballot and no one else filled it out. And when you have people handling other people's ballots, you just don't know if 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 the voter actually filled them out. So that's one of the ways that 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 there's definitely abuse. Um and that that's something that is very concerning regarding mail-in ballots. Um, and then the other one of the other things that I, I get concerned about, and I, I think I heard you guys talking about this this morning, is when you walk into a polling place, because we don't have what's called voter ID in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you walk in and you say, um, I, I walk in, I say, hi, I'm Linda Kearns. They look for my name in the book and I sign it. Well, the person sitting behind that desk, they're not a handwriting expert, so do they really know that's me? Mm-hmm. And so that's a concern that you don't want other people voting uh, in, in place of people. And over the years, I've, I've, I've been involved in elections in Philadelphia now for 20 years. When I do have people in polling places, and that's usually in the, in the more high-profile elections, like the presidential elections, they report back that, that they see sometimes other people come in and vote for other people or sometimes the procedures aren't being followed. And that's why I go back to with the laws that we have in place, we can do something. We should have Republicans in all the polling places to be watchful and make sure those rules are getting followed. So this is something where I hear you over and over simply saying that if, if, and I always have this um, saying, Linda, and you you probably heard me say this, but I, I often say the Republicans get outplayed. And I think that happens over and over locally, nationally. What I hear you saying is that Republicans, need, citizens need to step up and be, be the volunteers. Because in a lot of these areas, it sounds to me as if they don't have the base or the volunteers who can come out and do some of the important work that you're talking about. Is, is that true? Right. It's difficult. I mean, if you look in, in just in Philadelphia alone, there's unfortunately there's many neighborhoods where there's very even few registered Republicans. So it's not very easy to find people to work in those polling places. Additionally, you have to to actually work in the polling place. You have to be a resident. Um, so that's that makes it more difficult. And then when we can't find the work, the actual workers, parties and candidates are allowed to have something called poll watchers, which are people who basically represent the candidate or the party and are just standing or sitting in the polling place just with watchful eyes. Well, in Pennsylvania, you have to be a resident of the county to do that. And we just have a perennial problem where it's difficult to find people who are able to do that on election day. People have lives. They go to school. They go to work. They have child care. And, you know, the election day is a long day. Those polls open at 7 and close at 8. So it is definitely a sacrifice. But it's something that we always need. And now that we have mail balloting, we do need people who can watch the counting, which is a whole other issue in Philadelphia because ever since they started this mail balloting, they've been counting in a facility where they put up parade gates and they don't let the watchers very close. And when you talked about, you know, antiquated laws, the previous law that we had in place for absentee ballots said that the candidates and parties could have someone in the room 
And that was fine for all those years when so few people voted by absentee because they were probably counting those absentee ballots in a room and the person standing there could see everything. But when all of a sudden you had hundreds of thousands of ballots you're counting and they move it to a place like the convention center, uh, now they do it up on Roosevelt Boulevard in a big warehouse type facility. One person in the room is simply not enough, especially when they're behind uh, parade gates. So that's another place where our law does need to change. But if we had the people, the volunteers who could just stand there and just watch the counting, I find that even though I, it, even though sometimes people complain, they say nothing's happening, this is very boring, I explain to them that your presence there is why nothing's happening. Because you're standing there, then they're going to follow the rules because they know somebody's watching them. Yeah, and that brings us to, I just wanted to ask you about, because you were in the heat of the battle, if you will, in 2020, and at one point had worked for the Trump um, organization, you know, for then then President Trump, who was trying to win right. re-election. I mean, you've been in the, the heat of the battle, and I'm that's not even a cliche in your case. That's real time. You know, when we think about what you've been through and you've walked the walk, what do you see moving forward in our elections to restore integrity? We've seen some Republicans who just felt as if, no, my vote doesn't count. And so they, they don't want to come back. And then we, I still hear, I still to this day hear, um, different advocate, advocates and officials talking about the term ballot harvesting and that the way our laws are in Pennsylvania, the way they've become make it, um, I'm not going to say easier, but I'll say lend themselves to that unfortunate situation. Right. Well, ballot harvesting basically means that you go door to door or or go to people and say, can I have your ballot? I'm going to bring it in. Uh, I'm going to, I'll file it for you. I'll bring it to the election office. So that, that to me, that that's one of the worst aspects of of mail-in balloting because just think if you, you, someone comes to your door and, and they say, okay, I'm here to get your ballot. Well, sometimes people just like to follow authority and they may even, they may even give it to them just because they think that they, they should. But what if that person stands over you while you're filling out your ballot? What if, what if, um, they are, people are going and getting ballots from, from citizens who may not, um, have the proper faculties to to uh, to fill out the ballot on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that in election court in Philadelphia, uh, prior to the mail-in balloting, the de- Democrats used to send um, people to the local hospitals and walk up and down the the, the aisles of the hospitals, saying, uh, uh, "I'm here to for, to do an emergency absentee ballot for you," mm-hmm. and. That's not the way voting is no. supposed to work, and and the, the thought of um, the thought of someone being very ill in the hospital and having someone come to the door and say, "I'm here to work on your ballot," when all that person is doing is trying to work on their health, that is that's just very very scary. And you don't know if that person is is able to fill out the ballot. Similarly, with people in nursing homes. Now, there's many people in nursing homes, I'm sure, that are spryer and brighter than I am. But there are people who, you know, have diminished capacity. And the thought 
of people going to nursing homes and just getting ballots and mass is very, very scary. And that's what ballot harvesting is. Our law is supposed to protect against that in Pennsylvania by saying that that you're supposed to bring your ballot to the yes. mailbox or to the drop box. But unfortunately, no one's watching the the yeah. mailbox, you know, down the street from my office. No one, <laughs> you go to the post office, nobody cares. You walk in with a bunch of ballots, no yeah. one's going to notice. So it's, yeah, it's the best it's, thing it's, we can have is documentation. That's for sure. If people just pick up their, their smartphone, at least record some of this. Linda Kearns, we've got us, I'm up against a tough break. So thank you so much. I hope you come back and I love, I love the conversation. We all do. And we really appreciate you all you've done, and your expertise as an election law attorney. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Don. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.